You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary. Presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back into the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket, fm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as always. Okay, so we have to shout out our, our guy, Tyler and Phoenix. Tyler. In, in all caps, Tyler and Phoenix checks in or texted in and says, What's up, boys? Haven't listened for a year since I moved to Phoenix. Back in town for the holidays and the Iowa game. And I just want to say I miss you guys and I hope all is well. P.S. I was the first ever texter on the happy hour that turned it into a competition. Tyler and Phoenix, two things, man. First of all, um, welcome back. Glad you're here. We love you. Second of all, you should get the app so you can listen and text in from Phoenix. All the time. You can listen on the app across the entire country. It's true. Across the entire world, if you will. Um, Third, I I suppose... I think we have listeners across the pond. That's true. Some people are listening to us while at the World Cup right now. Some Some have said that we are the best radio podcast at the world cup that's right some yeah some not all uh also tyler if you're going to the iowa game say hello say hello nick will come, be there come uh we'll, we'll hang out come let him say know. hello yeah let us know i'll all give right. you his number you can well you can right now give me your 402 <laughs> never forget when i tweeted out my own my own number Instead of the ticket number. That was funny. Um, but no, I mean, reach out to me on Twitter if you uh, find yourself in Iowa City. All right, let's go ahead and head to our uh, Friday guest, Zach Carpenter. Friday. It's a Wednesday. Um, Zach when, Carpenter. Wind Friday. Wind Friday. Zach Carpenter, Inside Nebraska, joins us. Zach, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Nationwide Nick and world ri- worldwide Rico. I, I, I could dig that. I could get behind that. <laughs> That's, you, that, that, that is... uh, you guys are global now, but... Yeah. Also, don't get don't get too uh, don't beat yourself up over St. Friday. It feels like this uh, mm-hmm. wacky week. Everything's thrown off when it's like this or like the Rutgers game that we had. That's mm. true. How uh, are you guys starting to like get ready for this whole coaching search to finally conclude here over there? Yeah, we're. Uh, I mean, we're as prepared as as we as we can be. Yeah, um, we're working around the clock, like behind the scenes, just in preparations for it. I mean, that's. Uh, it's just sort of in the in um, our nature to want to be prepared for it. Still working, I said, um, around the clock to talk to as many people as we can to get updates and information um, from as many people as we can. It's already been a busy day, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have seen um, uh, our report today, and then all all week all month all the last two and a half months just name after name being thrown out it's been it's been uh an adventure do you have like 12 stories pre-written one for each event of like possible coach no not 12 but we have multiple just in case yeah (laughs) having the um in the bank I was going to say, so, okay, so I saw that, we'll, we'll talk about that article in a moment here, but I do want to kind of, like, talk a little bit about this process that's been over 70 days long, and really, there hasn't been many leaks, like, there hasn't been a whole lot of confirmed information, um, and it, and the confirmed information, number one, it's been difficult maybe to uh, obtain and come by, but also, it's just taken a very long time to, to kind of come out and come to the forefront, 
What does that say about this process and, and kind of how Trev Alberts is operating, I suppose? And, and I guess what are your just general thoughts on that? It tells me that this process has gone pretty much to a T of what we expected or what I expected. Mm-hmm. I, it tells you that Trev has a very close and trusted inner circle. And, th- I mean, this is what we anticipated. Uh, probably like 80 and 90% of what we anticipated at least. I thought there'd be some more, a few more leaks than we've had, but I think it's, I think it's a testament to the way that he has handled this search, the way his inner circle handled the search to, um, to let trustworthy information, to let genuine information um, be few and far between, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here. Okay, let's talk about this article. You and Greg Smith over there at Inside Nebraska released this earlier today. A um, couple sidebars. You you took Dave Doran, the NC State head coach, off of the list of, of potential candidates. And here's another one. Luke Fickle. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Matt Rule here in a second, but I guess how much of a player do we feel like Luke Fickle could be uh, up from Cincinnati? Yeah, the the only thing that I'm confident enough and comfortable enough to say is that that has legs, but nothing that I feel comfortable enough to confirm or report. Yeah. Um, today is uh, today's sort of a, a fickle day for me, where I'm. Uh, that's my main focus. One of my main focuses, anyway. Where um, doing the best I can to to get a read on that situation. Um, some. Some things are coming in. I don't want to be the purposely no, yeah, uh, vague, vague person and be the I know something you don't know guy. Yeah, like I'm hearing things that um, that have legs, but I I want to look into it. I mean, and do the best job that I can to to go through as many channels as I can because that's what we did today. Um, I mean, worked the last three days. Um, talking to as many people as we can because want to do it the right way and be as be as confident and as accurate as possible okay so with that in mind okay so matt rule let's go ahead and kind of talk about uh the former carolina panthers head coach here i'm, I'm looking at the article right now um and i want to read a verbatim just for our listeners in case they have not uh have not read it and if you want to check out the article you can go over to inside nebraska sign up for their their uh, VIP, so you can uh, read these are every single article that these guys pump out. Obviously, we have Steve on our show every Monday, and Zach's a guest as well. So it, it says this: um, talking with multiple sources inside Nebraska, can first confirm that Rule has been a serious candidate and the lead candidate for the Nebraska job. Um, we have also been told that Rule has not turned down the Nebraska job. Uh, but a snag was hit recently during negotiations. Kind of tell us a little bit more about what you know, Zach, in, in terms of in terms of that part with with Matt Rule in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, again, can't. I'm not going to be able to give every single detail. Yep. But, yep. Um, there was interest from both sides. Matt Rule. Um, they were. They were. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say nearing a deal, but there was. Uh, the smoke was as real as it mm-hmm. um, as it could be, and then there's a snag between the two sides, uh, between the Panthers side, and um, they they were not able to to come to an agreement on 
a buyout settlement from um, uh, to make make uh, all parties happy as far as uh, uh, the buyout money. Um, just a couple other factors involved, and now after that happened um, over the last week, there still is the option for Nebraska to go back to the negotiating table. No candidate has, there's been no agreement with any, any other candidate, no agreement with Matt Rule. Um, so there is still time, but more negotiations will have to happen for that to, for Matt Rule to become um, the next Nebraska coach. But we're not ready to, to cross him off the list, not yet, because there is still time. And um, we, we are, we, we've been in crunch time for a couple weeks now, but it's, it's heating up more as uh, we get closer to that November 27th date, which I also said in that, in report, in that report that November 27th is going to be the earliest day that we know anything official. So, mm-hmm. um, so there is time. It's just, uh, but it is a crunch right now. We're talking to Zach Carpenter of inside Nebraska here on the, on the happy hour. Okay. So let's talk about this game. Uh, on Friday against Nebraska or against the Hawkeyes for Nebraska, obviously Nebraska trying to avoid their second straight three and nine season. It's it's not as good of a Hawkeye team as they faced last year, though. I mean, how, how much how much of a shot do you give Nebraska to not only go in and compete against an Iowa team that has a pretty strong defense, but a, a less than mediocre offense, and they're also going to be missing their starting tight end Sam Laporte on Friday? How much of a shot? Could, do you give the Huskers to go in and, and maybe steal one from the Hawkeyes? Well, I think they have a shot. I mean, based on going against Illinois, Minnesota, um, and then Wisconsin last week, you have to give them a shot, especially if Casey Thompson can um, can get more comfortable in the pocket. But I just I don't really see that happening. I, I envision a game where Iowa's defense is going to be living in the backfield to – Make uh, make Nebraska one dimensional. Take away the run game that mm-hmm. has been pretty much non-existent of late. Um, and Casey Casey is looking like Mickey Joseph said after the Wisconsin game, a little sk- skittish early, and then settled in. But in that first half, he uh, he did he wouldn't didn't have anybody open consistently. Um, then he was kind of running around scrambling. He did it with his legs, which is something that we hadn't seen all season uh, really, except for. Uh, here and there, but I just I see it as a game where a Nebraska defensive line front seven is going to be able to to put a roadblock on Anthony Grant and the um, Husker running backs, and then getting to Casey Thompson and, and putting pressure on him. And it comes back to the same thing I've said all season. We know what this offense looks like if if Casey gets time to throw, mm-hmm. because this especially because this this Mark Whipple offense is predicated so strongly on those longer developing explosive plays and they, if he doesn't have that time then that's not that's not open um, so I don't I don't really see Nebraska's offense being able to move the ball consistently but on the other side you have a terrible Iowa offense going against a Nebraska defense that's been much improved and like uh, a bad offense going against a you know, uh, great defense, and then you have a bad offense going against a respectable defense, which is mm-hmm. 
the best way to put it, Bill Bush has turned this unit from 30, giving up 35 and a half points a game in the first four games to, to 24.5, 24.6 in the last seven. Um, he's turned the worst defense in, in the Big Ten into a middle of the road one, which is a reformation project. But, um, so I, I see an ugly game and maybe similar to Wisconsin one and, uh, my final prediction was Iowa 16, Nebraska 10, and that would go pretty much right along with what I what the final scores have been like for pretty much all every Iowa game this year is like that ugly low scoring game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I that's uh, what I envision happening. So obviously it's going to be a 44 to 41 shootout. Hey, hey, you know what? That's okay. If we have a game that kind of looks like the Class A state championship game on uh, Monday night, I think Husker fans would be kind of okay with it, and that'd be an interesting way to close out the season. Oh yeah, it would be awesome if that happens. Like, I, I mean, you write up the analysis, what uh, what you see, and everything you mm-hmm. uh, what you see happening. But then if if I'm thinking it's going to be sixteen ten, seventeen thirteen, and it turns into uh, offensive shootout instead of a defensive slugfest, I'll be there, look at my chops. I'll be I'll be happy, more than happy to see that entertainment. Yeah, um, going on. So those games are fun to cover. Yeah. All right, Zach. We'll go ahead and let you go. Appreciate the time as always. Um, we will. I I will see you in uh, Iowa City, but then we'll also talk to you next week, man. Yeah, you have uh, you have fun and be safe at the the Altoona Casino. That's still in the cards for you. <laughs> we we didn't you need see that. What I did there casino yeah. card. Yeah, ah. exactly. Yeah, no, I I had not. I, I had, didn't mean to do that. I had not. Great casino drop. No, I, it was I, necessary. I had not publicly announced that I would be hitting up the Altoona Casino on a Thanksgiving night because I kind of would feel like a degenerate. You didn't have to publicly okay. say it. Everybody knew. So, all right. Sources, sources said. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cannot confirm. We cannot confirm. Here. Confirm nor deny. Exactly. All right, Zach. Appreciate. We'll see you in a little bit. All right. Appreciate you guys. That is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Shout out to Zach's sources. <laughs> By the way, Belgium they, just scored. Yeah, Belgium scored. They're up one nil. So, it was a gore. That was a great pass. pass. That was a great pass. Um, I almost really yelled nice. while Zach was talking. Yeah, we didn't want to do held, that. I held back. Yeah, you held it in. Um, your, your eyes got big, and you were like, oh. "Shout out to Mitchy." So, but but Okay. Shout out to him. Yeah. For for scoring a goal. Number 23 for Belgium. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll bring in Nate for uh, picks, weekend picks. Uh, we got, we're only doing three NFL games, so we're doing an extra college football game. Perfect. So uh, we're only doing the Thanksgiving Day NFL games today. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, round out the week. Yeah, round out the week on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.